Let's knock them on their backs, butt them in the mouth, knock their ass in the dirt. That's what we got to do. We got to stop that buddy ball, smash everybody in the mouth. Hey, baby, we're going to be here all day, baby. I like this kind of party. I like this kind of party, baby. You're in the doghouse with Rick Watson and Big Dog Sports Talk on the WRAD Talk Network. Underdog. We're mutts. My number one play is the power sweep. If you only knew the power of the dark side. Welcome in to Hour 3, the Power Hour, on Big Dog Sports Talk with Rick Watson. Join the conversation now on the Long & Foster Baker Team Hotline, 540-639-4900, or text Rick and the show at 3 underway here on this Wednesday. Hope you're well wherever you might be. Coming up in about half an hour, Georgia Amor from Virginia Tech Women's Basketball. But as we've been previewing right now, leading off the Power Hour, it's the Roth Report here on BDST. From the talk of the New River Valley WRAD, it's time for the Roth Report. Now, along with Virginia Sports Hall of Famer, current ESPN broadcaster, and voice of Virginia Tech football, Bill Roth, Here's Rick Watson. Good morning, William. How are you, my friend? I'm well. Good morning to you. Kind of a ugly weather morning. Yeah, it really is. What's happening? Man? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't like it. I know that. <laughs> time to get warm again. You're here in May now. It's time to come on. Time to get the sun out all the time. Going I forward. Know, I know. But good morning to you. Good morning to everyone. Nice to visit with everybody today. Lots to get to today, by the way. Oh, my goodness gracious. Absolutely. I mean, I guess we just dive head first into Tech's roster and how it's shaping up with uh, the portal comings and goings, right? You know, everyone should read Andy Bitter, who did such a really nice job for many years with the Roanoke Times and then to with The Athletic and now with the Tech Sideline. He had a sit-down interview with Coach Pry yesterday. I thought he did a really nice job talking about Coach Pry's perspective of his roster, which at the moment is 82 players, mm-hmm. and he has that means you can you can go up to 85 scholarship players, and and as we'd mentioned last week, and in our visit following the spring game, Tech probably needs some offensive line, maybe a defensive end uh, or two <laughs> uh, help, and you don't know what might happen before August when camp opens too, right? Yeah, I mean, sure. That there are comings and goings, but at least. You know, they, they knew that a bunch of players were going to leave, and we saw some quarterbacks opt out last week, a couple more this week. So they're at 82 today, and I encourage you to, to look at what uh, Andy wrote, and he broke it down very nicely. It would take an hour to talk about it uh, on the radio or on our podcast here, but it's fun to, to, to kind of see how they're trying to build this roster through both recruiting high school kids and through the portal. 
Well, yeah, and, and it's kind of a fine line, isn't it? I mean, a lot of coaches have different philosophies about how to do that, and Coach Price seems to be, you know, putting down his foot on how he wants this roster to look. Yeah, you know? it looks like there'll be about a dozen. I thought the LSU coach, the former Notre Dame coach, Brian Kelly, had an interesting take, and I guess it's kind of similar to Brent's, right? He said that that the portal is for topping off the tank, mm-hmm. that the most of your gas tank is through player development, through recruiting, developing freshmen, uh, and then you can bring a guy in because he can assimilate to the culture you've built, and, and LSU has done that. Now, in our league, um, you know, Florida State has gone they're, – they're, they're essentially filling their tank with, with transfers. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, the Hokies – I mean, it's a different team, man. I mean, there could be four or five starters on offense that weren't on the team mm-hmm. when the Hokies played their last game. I mean – Jalen Lane and Ollie Jennings, a wide receiver, and, and, and even if they're not starters, they're in the two deep, right? Bishol Tootin at running back, the, the, the defensive back, Derek Canteen, uh, we talked about before the spring game. I mean, he led the country last year with six interceptions mm-hmm. for Georgia Southern. I mean, the Hokies only had four as a team last year. Right, so, right. So that's what you can do. So, you know, top off the tank is Brian Kelly's metaphor, and it's probably a good one. And as you mentioned with Florida State, you think it's because of the culture down there that the they felt like Coach Norvell? I mean, he's done a nice job, right? He's picked the right guys out of the portal, and he's done so again here this offseason. Incredible. What Nor- Norvell has done, and Lincoln Riley at USC, right? I mean, what, he had 20 transfers joined that team yeah. last year, yeah. and 17 ended up in the two deep or started, and they you know, they had an amazing season. And, and he I mean, Baker Mayfield transferred and won the Heisman, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not necessarily a bad thing. But, I mean, if you look at, at, at Florida State, I mean, Jamie Robinson transferred from South Carolina and Dylan Gibbons from Notre Dame and Jared Verse from Albany and Jordan Travis from Louisville. Um, Trey Benson, the running back, from came from Oregon. Yeah. The big receiver, Johnny Wilson from Arizona State. Those are all all conference players. Right. Like, Florida State's all-conference players are transfers. Jamie Robinson could be playing for Shane Beamer. He was first-team all-conference in our league. And and Dylan Gibbons could be playing at Notre Dame. He was first-team all-conference ACC. Jared Verse, same thing, right? So, you know, and they, they took uh, Fenchel Cypress from UVA this year. He was second-team all-ACC for UVA, UVA's best player. He'll be playing for Florida State this year when the Hokies go down there. So that's what you're looking at. You're like, we, we, we talked a little bit about, you know, Brandon Armstrong transferring to NC State from UVA. And, you know, when the Hokies play Pitt, Phil Dracovic is going to be Pitt's quarterback. Well, he played against the Hokies the last two years for Boston College. Okay? <laughs> right. That's one guy. But when you look at Florida State, and, and they did it again this year, man. I mean, you look at Florida State's transfers, a defensive line and tight end, they're bringing in – really really good players and they're taking the best players off of other teams and they're playing for florida state so that's what's a little unusual about how norvell's doing it which is clearly different than say what brian kelly has talked about doing well and the experiment's paying off with at least in the preseason florida state's getting a lot of love as maybe the number one team in the I, conference. If, they, if it fits your culture it can work sure, if it doesn't sure. boy that's a that, you know because once you once you get a transfer kid, you're obligated to him. You, he, he, he's yours. You mm-hmm. owe him that scholarship. So that counts against your – if it doesn't work out, tough. Yeah, right. You're stuck. Hey, you mentioned uh, Coach Pry year two, and year two also means 
the tailgate tour. Yeah, I know we have listeners uh, in Richmond and in the Hampton Roads areas. So May 8th is Richmond and May 9th next week down in Tidewater. Have a chance to visit with Coach Pry in person. Uh, You can learn more on Hokiesports.com or call the Hokie Club office if you need more info or do a Twitter search for Hokie Club. All the details are there. It's not a... This isn't the sit-down $200 a plate dinner. There's some really fun things to do with mm-hmm. these breweries and schmooze with Coach. Yeah, Burnup seems very excited about the breweries this year. <laughs> he, was, he was talking about it, so yeah. I get it. I get it. All right, um, let's get people updated on the spring sports. We get a lot of people that are a little concerned about, you know, this isn't like last year, but there's still some good things happening. First, with the softball team, I mean, they coming off a good series against Clemson, two out of three. How are the ladies looking on the That diamond? was huge. I looked this morning at the, at the projections, and it does look like they're looking good for an NCAA bid. Six ACC teams certainly will get in. So that's encouraging. It's not, uh, you know, I don't. it doesn't look like they're hosting a regional. But they'll get into the tournament, and they played really well against Clemson. That was exciting. That first game, they're down four nothing, coming to the bottom of the seventh, which is the last inning, mm-hmm. and score five runs, including a walk off three run home run. So, the women's sports at Tech are doing great. I know we've talked an awful lot about women's basketball, rightly so. But softball's had a really good year, and a bunch of our other women's sports have played, even going back to the fall, played really well. Now, on the baseball side, I know you talked about it last week, and I was thinking about it this weekend. I mean, will the ACC get 10 or 11 teams? Of course, UNC won the series this weekend over at English Fields. Yeah, so this morning's D1 ticker in Baseball America both have the Hokies and Tar Heels in okay. with 11 ACC teams Wow! in the NCAA baseball tournament. They have the Hokies as one of the last four in. That's, That's unbelievable. a lot of baseball teams. Oh, it yeah. really is. You know, Wake Forest is having an, an amazing year. I think they're the number two team. They're a College World Series favorite. Boston College is having an amazing season. UVA's they're all going to host regional. Right, Miami. Right. You know, I mean, so you know, only two ACC teams have ever won the College World Series: Wake Forest in the fifties mm-hmm. and, and UVA. Right. And, um, we're, we we can't count Miami's because they were independent at the time. Right. When they won. Right. right. So, but. Uh, it, it, it This could be a, a good year for the ACC in Omaha. Well, and it's also been a good year over Virginia Tech in terms of the academic rates, right, the progress that they released. Right, so every school in the country learned its academic progress rate yesterday, which the NCAA releases, and it was good for, for, for the Hokies. You have to be over 950 over the course of, of a four-year rolling period to not have any postseason or uh, penalties issued by the NCAA. And women's basketball, women's golf were both 1,000. That means everybody that came in stayed and graduated. Uh, football had its highest APR since the 2014-15 academic year at 967. So they're doing great. It's important to not have a, you know, a bunch of kids not succeed academically and leave school. Uh, that hurts your scholarship count, and the NCAA can ban you from postseason play. Right, so, right. You know, there's a lot of work. There's a lot of people that – their offices, you know, when you drive by Lane Stadium, you see all those windows that don't face the field but face Beamer Way. Those are that's academic advising for student athletes for all sports. Mm-hmm. Tech. And there's a staff, and those people work really hard, as do the athletes, uh, to to maintain eligibility and to work on their academic progress. It is Bill Roth and the Roth Report here on BDST. We'll take a break. Bill's going to come back. He's going to give us the latest. It's That time of the year, man. It's finishing up for the SMA. We'll get the update there. We'll get Bill's Louise Baker team game of the week. 
Great choices coming up, I know, with the NBA and the NHL playoffs and the NRV Heart Clinic Top 3. All that and more coming up with the voice of Virginia Tech Hokies football, Bill Roth in the Roth Report. Stay with us. Don't go away. First in Maine is a beautiful shopping center located right here in Blacksburg. It has the perfect mix of shops, restaurants, and entertainment. Grab some new shoes and accessories at Runabout Sports and Walkabout Outfitter to make your hikes around the NRV even better. Looking to grab a bite to eat? Well, First in Maine has great restaurants like Zoe's Kitchen, Bull and Bones, Avellino's, and El Rodeo. Looking for some family entertainment? Then check out B&B Theaters for movies, the arcade, and bowling. Visit First in Maine today. The official entertainment destination of Virginia Tech Athletics. From the classroom to the studio to the stadium, it's time to catch up on the latest from Virginia Tech's sports media and analytics program. Today's SMA update is brought to you by First in Maine, Blacksburg's premier destination to eat, drink, shop, and play. And we do welcome you back. It's the Roth Report here on BDST. And uh, what is happening with the SMA winding down the stretch here? Last day of classes is today. Do you remember Alice Cooper's great song, School's Out for Summer? Oh, yeah. I love that song. Yes. Yes, I do. Today is the last day of classes. <laughs> no more pencils, no more books, no more teacher dirty looks. Remember right. that? Yeah. yeah. You going to jam it today? <laughs> you should. You should just have that on a beatbox on your shoulder. There are finals. So tomorrow is reading day, which means uh, no no, nothing tomorrow. No classes. No, we can't have anything tomorrow. And then okay. uh, finals begin. Gotcha. But today's the last day for our classes. Awesome. Awesome. Do you remember? I remember the time I walked out of my very last class vividly I do in May of my senior year mm-hmm. and thinking holy cow now what <laughs> yeah yeah graduation's coming up and ooh what's going to happen ooh. Then? yeah but tonight will be an epic night on downtown uh, Main Street. I assure you, ladies and gentlemen. It will. There are no classes tomorrow for 30-something thousand Virginia Tech students on campus. Woo. Yeah, stay out of Blacksburg later tonight. Yeah, that's a good point. That's or good. go to Blacksburg later. Today, yeah, well, true, you. too. Yeah, you might just want to jump in ahead first. Yes. <laughs> Uh, well, good. Congratulations. Another great year. I know uh, just hearing the things that you've relayed with the SMA and uh, all these opportunities for these young people, man, it's just uh, it's wonderful. Thank you. And I can't wait to meet our incoming freshmen. You know, the summer's going to fly by. It will. It will. So we have Hokie Camp where they bring those kids in. And then in August, they all arrive. And I'm already getting some I'm already getting the emails. Where should I live and what what meal plan should I get? And uh, so I pass those on to the current students. Okay, good. There you go. Help this young lady out. Yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah, help them out. All right. Help out our listeners here. Your uh, Louise Baker team game of the week. Mm. This was hard this week. Yeah, these playoffs have been wonderful. By the way, the Rays continue to win. (laughs) They do. I'd like to point out that our our adopted major league team from uh, Tampa, Florida, and Hokie, Eric Neander, continued to have the best record in the sport. By far. But our uh, yeah. Baker team game of the week presented by uh, Louise Baker and her great uh, real estate team. I'm torn. I'm So I was going to go Nick, uh, Nick's Heat again because that series is 1-1 after New York won last night. It's going down to Miami. Jimmy Butler did not play last night. Right. New York uh, came back to win that game. The, the Heat are playing essentially with like two NBA dudes in a, in a G League roster. They got three guys out. Butler should be back for for the rest of the series, you hope. 
And, and Miami could win that series, which would be incredible. But it does feel like it's the 90s again with a, a Knicks Heat throwback. But it my, does. It does. My game of the week is going to be Lakers-Warriors. While we were sleeping, I did not watch it, but I got up and watched the highlights early. While we were sleeping, Lakers-Warriors, Lakers won at Golden State. Anthony Davis had a 30-point, 23-rebound game last night. Yeah, yeah. LeBron did his thing, 22-11. and 11, But Anthony Davis, they won. So they have home, home court now. And game two's coming up. So, you know, when the Lakers and the Knicks and the Heat are all good and all in the playoffs, NBA ratings are up and there's a lot of focus in it. So, this, but this Lakers Warriors series should be really good with it LeBron should. and Steph. Mm. Yeah, it should. If the Lakers keep getting that at Anthony Davis or something similar to that, where woo! has this been? Wow. Where has this been all year? I know. I know. They get that, boy. Watch out. Watch out. Lake show. All right, time now as we segue into Bill's NRB Heart Clinic Top 3. Are you ready for today's countdown? It's time for Bill's Top 3. Now back to Rick Watson. All right. What are we looking at here for the Top 3? I'm kind of in the dark here. I like this. You're in the dark? Well, LeBron <laughs> is on this, sort of. He okay. actually just misses. So Forbes today released the highest paid athletes in the world. And LeBron is fourth. He just misses the top three. Do you know who they are? The top three. You can't cheat. Nice. No, don't log on to CNN cheat, no. or Fox okay. News All right. or ESPN. All right. <laughs> um, it's got it. I think it's a soccer guy, right? They're all soccer guys. Yeah, they're all soccer. The it's top ridiculous. three highest paid athletes in the world. Yeah. If you look at the top ten, there's some golf because the Live Tour guys got a lot of money. Sure, right? sure. Uh, like Mickelson's in there and. You know, all the golfers are there. LeBron is fourth. Um, but anyway, the top three. Uh, number three is Kylian Mbappe from France at $120 million. He may be the best player in the world right now, judging by just the way he dominated at the World Cup. But Mbappe is amazing. He's third at $120 million. Second, Lionel Messi. He's making $130 million a year. Uh, he's making that in uh, in uh, euros, but we, tr- we we use the calculator here and translate mm-hmm. that and in, in, in the dollars. Uh, and number one, thanks to our friends in Saudi Arabia, yes, uh, yes, Cristiano Ronaldo, one hundred and thirty-six million. But when you add all his other things together, he's well over two hundred million. Wow, Ronaldo, just wow! All three soccer players. The passion, the money, the worldwide following is ridiculous for these teams. Yeah, that's a good word. <laughs> it really is. It's ridiculous. <laughs> but the but but can we go back to the money and the money and the sponsorship dollars and and, and it, it's companies that we know, right? It's it's Coca Cola and it's Nike. You can see in Chevrolet. Yeah. Right. Right. And it's going to keep growing, I think. The kingdom of Saudi Arabia. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> right? We got all this money here. here. Let's let's Just take yes. it. Just take it. I don't want to use the word sports washing. We could do a class on that, but that's not really an SMA class. If we ever, if that's a political a yeah. world politics Absolutely class. Absolutely, it is. How do you use sports to get people thinking about your country in a different mm-hmm. way? Ooh, that's right? a good topic, though. That's a really Ooh, good topic. I wouldn't want to. Yeah. 
That's a good talk. It's interesting. You'd have though. to. You'd have to be. You'd have to have an expert teach that class. You would. I am not an expert in that by any sense. Hey, two things before we let you go. First two of things. All, two let's things. Go. Uh-huh. Your Pittsburgh Pirates. Also a first place. Yes, team. I was going to say. But it's, yeah. but it's May third. I know, but still, you got to be excited, right? The battle in Buckos. Yeah, I was texting uh, <laughs> broadcaster Greg Brown's a buddy. Yeah, keep it going, man. Keep it going. And lastly, we had a huge discussion with a bunch of listeners about uh, well-prepared meats. And uh, listeners want me to ask you, how do you prefer your steak? <laughs> medium rare. Yeah, see? But that's amazing. How do, how, do you, how do you like yours? Oh, medium rare. It's the only way to fix it. Yeah, absolutely. But the fact that you brought that up, <laughs> we have a couple minutes left? Yeah, we've got gonna a couple minutes. This. No, yeah, we got a couple minutes here. Last we night, I went out. I bought, a, I bought two amazing ribeyes. Mm-hmm. And I bought some thyme and i bought some garlic cloves and mm-hmm. i'm going to try something new oh we're trying something new tonight we're going to try to do the entire thing in a cast iron skillet on the stovetop really instead of the grill okay all right okay. i saw a video how does how do these how does instagram know i like to cook steaks <laughs> every you get, I, I know i do too i'm right? not really on it that much <laughs> I mean, I'm on it, I'm, but I don't like. But every time I go on it, it's either dogs because of Baxter. They know I have a dog, and I like steak. Mm-hmm. How to cook a steak, and it showed how you sear it. You get the skillet really hot. There's probably someone out there nodding. If any, by the way, call in if you have a tip on this. <laughs> you baste it in butter, and you keep basting it as you cook it, and then you let it sit, and then it looks great. So I went out. I got some some thyme and and garlic cloves last night. Okay. They're in the fridge right now, and two incredible ribeyes. Okay, I want to hear what about how you. This how do you make out? yours? Uh, I have my own uh, little way of doing it, but I don't baste them for too long. These people overbaste them. I don't put them in the bag. I don't like the, the the steaks marinating in a bag all day and getting that too. It's a little too much moisture. But um, I have. I'm the same way. I keep them the same way. I'd usually grill mine, but mine's medium rare all the way. Medium rare. Yeah. What cut? What do you go with? Ribeye is the way to go. Ribeye is the way to go. I mean, I like them all. I'll take a New York strip, you know, a sirloin with other things since it's the lowest cut. Denver steaks are great. I'll we take were on them. the road. We went to um, we went to this Argentinian steakhouse on the road called Adas Grill, and it was a I guess a skirt steak. It's kind of thin, and they they slip, and it was it was incredible. And I don't know what the seasoning they use for it, but it's the real deal. The real deal. Yeah, and it, it served it served. Yeah, it's it's incredible. Great stuff, man. Great stuff. So I think we should do a, a world steak tour. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so I, I but I mean I would love to go to Argentina some one day. We need to get a try. The, 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 the hockey basketball teams are going to Europe. We don't go to Europe for steak. No, no. We no, no we don't. Steak. No, we don't. No, we go to Argentina. We go to we go to Texas, or we go to. <laughs> That's what we go to. We yeah. go to Gus's and Tazel, Virginia, because they right. can they can cook you a steak. That's down right. There, That's down right. Down four sixty west. All right, buddy boy. Have All a right, good man. week. All right. Have a great week. Stay warm. There you go. That's Bill Roth and the Roth Report. We'll take a break. Come back. Georgia Amor scheduled to join us next as we talk some Virginia Tech women's basketball. Stay with us. Don't go away. 